Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome. Welcome. Well, Welcome. Could I do it? Sure, honey. You do it. Welcome, Welcome to, the- to the... Is this probably as unpleasant to listen to, I'm thinking now. <laughs> Go ahead, Natasha. No, as a woman, I'm always used to acquiescing, but you know what? Those days are gone. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legero. This is my husband, who I let be on it with me, Moshe Kasher. Host and let's get and straight to it. author, host and author of the new book, The World Deserves My Children, available right now. Get it for the holiday season. Put it in your stocking and stuff it. I know I've been stuffing the author full of... Full of Christmas pudding. All right, honey. Well, I just got back from Chicago. It is so nice to be home. How was the tour? Tour was great. I got to go to all these great cities and meet my fans. I'm sorry, Chicago. I couldn't do a book signing. I had a lot of family in town, and I needed to take care of a few things, and the signing wasn't really... That was just something I was doing for Philly Ouch. and DC. And Why would Boston. you mention that you did it I'm at the other sorry. cities? I just they didn't know that it was even an option until now. Well, anyway, I had an amazing time. The shows were great. I got I, a way to make it up to these Chicago fans. People had amazing questions. I felt like we had these great dialogues. Yes. Natasha and I decided we're going to come on tour in the summer. We're going to do a stand-up tour. Mm-hmm. If you were at the Chicago show, when we come to Chicago, you bring that book. And Natasha will sign every freaking one of them. That's true. I will. Natasha, was it good to see your family? It was. Um, my mom kept telling me to call the manager at the hotel. And then I was like, are you, I, I was telling her like, are you familiar with the term Karen? And she said, never heard of it. 
<laughs> so then I had to try to explain to her what it was, but I kind of thought maybe she knew what I was talking about, but she... You thought she was pretending not to know what a Karen was? Well, it seems hard to have avoided that. Well, she's 70. Right. They're not really up on the, the hot hot lingo. You know what I don't like? I don't like that every um, Republican politician says the word woke now. It feels like it's the da bomb of the <laughs> 2020s. Like, Wait, Moshi said that before. I did? Yeah, you said it's da bomb. Literally. I might have said it on Twitter. No, you literally said it on this podcast. Mm. All right, but, let's you know go what? back. No, let's keep it in. Okay, fine. Listen, sometimes I repeat thoughts, you know? I mean, that's what I am. I'm a stand-up. I think of unbelievably searing um, social commentary like that woke is the da bomb of the 2020s, and sometimes it's going to get repeated. But Natasha, is your mom a Karen? You're a bit of a Karen, actually. No. I had a great moment today, by the way. I just remembered. You're going to love this. I was in traffic. Speaking of being a Karen, I was in traffic, and this guy in a Maserati pulled up on me. And he was doing a gesture through his unbelievably limo-tinted windows. And I rolled my window down, which I don't do. I try not to do. But I didn't think he he was mad. I thought he was telling me something was wrong. So I roll the window down. And he goes, hey, you're driving a little close to my lane. And... Wait, why did you roll the window Because I thought he was down. signaling me that there was something like the matter. And you rolled down your window and he, he said that he to was, you? That's how you get shot, Moshe. What? Here's what you do. You're I like, ha, 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 yeah, okay. Natasha, I haven't told you the story yet. Okay, go you, ahead. I'm nervous. I, I can tell. I haven't even told you what happened. Okay. I, I had a great moment. You think that the way you roll, you get shot is by rolling your window down? How scared of urban landscapes are no, you? No, it's not that. It's like being a woman and like uh-huh. men mm. n- right next to you in traffic. I'm not trying to like roll so, down my window and engage. So if you somebody pulled up on you and they were gesturing to you and you thought they were saying like your tire was on fire, you'd be like, sorry, I'm a woman and just let the car explode? No, not necessarily. Okay, okay. fine. So you roll down the window. Okay, so STFU. Um, <laughs> so I rolled down the window because I thought the guy was signaling to me that something was wrong. And he goes, you're driving a little close to my lane. And, <laughs> and I, I normally um, at this moment would be like, fuck you. Or, oh, look, a male Karen in the, in the wild. Or, or a Ken. A you Ken. coined that too, honey. Oh, nice. Maybe I should bring that one back. But instead, now I wouldn't say I was respectful, but I just, he said that and I looked at him and I just like chuckled. And turned my head and started to roll the window up. I thought this was real progress. And I could hear him as I rolled the window up go, I'm just, I'm a little scared is all. Scared. He sounds like me. Would you stop someone in the no, street and no, tell no, them they no. were driving a bit close to your lane? No, that's weird. I felt so good. I realized in that moment there's great power in non-engagement. But did you not engage him or did you kind of have your window rolling up right as he was trying to talk to you? Yeah, that. That's rude. Oh, what should I have done? Jeez, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a little close to you. Did I scare you that your Maserati might have gotten Oh, damaged? it was a Maserati? It was like 120000 That's what I wanted to say. I go, I bet you're scared. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe if you didn't drive a $120,000 car, you wouldn't I'm be sorry. scared about I'm a- sorry. Yes? If you drive a car like that, you are a loser. I would agree. 
So I pulled. I'm I, always so embarrassed I rolled when the someone window has a car like I, that and I have to get into it. I hate guys that have loser cars. So I rolled the window up on my Tesla Model Y and I <laughs> boned the fuck out of that's there. That's why I don't like it. It's like it does feel like a car that is designed to try to like date out of your league or something. Here's all I can say. That Tesla. I'll go on stage some nights in LA, do my bits about Elon Musk, making fun of Tesla, and then I drive away in your Tesla. And the, <laughs> one time these people were like, hey, you're in a Tesla. It was embarrassing. Well, it's less embarrassing now that he bought Twitter. I can't Twitter. make fun of Teslas. Isn't that cool though? Now, before it was a little embarrassing, before we bought Twitter, but now that we see he's this like really cool cultural icon, it's a vehicle you can be proud of. What if Lee Iacocca was at the center of the culture war? Remember Lee Iacocca? Actually, I was going to say Henry Ford, but he was. He was a vicious anti-Semite. Anti-Semites are really having a moment right now. Shout out to them. I know they listen to the podcast. Natasha. Yes. The point of it all is I realized it, that I had a moment to engage. And I and I and maybe I didn't like zero engagement, but mostly what I did, I said nothing and I rolled the window up. I think that's progress. You rolled the window up on his on his line. I'm just saying, you did kind of win. If I can win. be honest with you, you weren't. That was not. I definitely won. That was not like nonviolence. To be on, yes, it's <laughs> definitely nonviolence. I didn't say anything. I didn't even respond to him. Nonviolence. If you practice nonviolence, what I feel would the like nonviolent response be? Oh, sorry, man. That would have been right. That's what yeah. Larry would do. My stepdad. Yeah, you wouldn't WWLD. like be having the Tesla Model Y go well, right when he's talking. I laughed at him too. Oh my god! Well, no, I didn't laugh out loud. That's how you get shot. Not not from a not from a fifty year old like weirdo with a, a middle aged uh, identity crisis in a Maserati. I think I'll be okay. All right. Well, then I, have I a turned question. around the corner. I came back. I caught up to him, and I told him to roll the window down. This was I did the next part of the story. I know you're. Kidding. I told him to roll the window down. And he rolled it down. I go. You ever talk to me like that? <laughs> In front of my Tesla while Elon's listening, I'll fucking kill you. I'll slit your throat, you little bitch. I said, You wanna get out of you wanna get out of your Maserati, get in my Tesla and suck my fat dick? And he was so scared that uh he just drove away and I just felt like, wow, I'm really making progress. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Why does someone like Elon um like Why are you talking things, quiet? Say things on Twitter. Are you afraid he's listening? Why doesn't he like, why does he do incriminating things? Because isn't that going to hurt his sales? Like, why doesn't he I'll just tell be you quiet what. and then I'll, keep selling the Tesla? I'll tell you exactly why. Aren't people going to stop buying them? I'll tell you why. Fame is mental illness. Mm. And he is so famous. And he's got this special kind of famous, which is billionaire famous, mm. which is even worse. But there's like this certain category of person in the public eye. Kanye. D-Trumpiesel. Um... Uh, Elon Musk. There's a certain category of famous man that has these like sycophantic like 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 succubuses. These like guys that these people that just like support them no matter what. Um, that that they get into this yes man groove where they become convinced that because it's one of their thoughts that it is gold, right? And so they are incapable of seeing past their own nose because everyone around them in their physical proximity is telling them how dope they are. So they don't, they don't, they can't see the forest for the trees. Like they can't they become see, mentally like, ill. They become mm -hmm. high on their own farts, and that is what uh, what Elon Musk is. He's high on his own farts. He thinks 
He his Twitter is the most cringily unfunny. Sh- it's like Mike Huckabee level unfunny. Mike Huckabee's another one. He's as he's as funny as Mike Huckabee, but he's convinced he's a comic mind, and so he just like throws these tweets out, and all these like dumb fucks go like, Elon, you're the king, and so he just thinks I'm the king. I'm the king. You think he's checking his at replies? Of course, he's responding to his at replies. He's a dumb shit that thinks he's funny. And everybody keeps talking about what a genius Moshe, he is. Moshe, you like, drive his car. The car's great. What do you mean? I then mean, well, I'm how is he a dumb shit? I'm if he made, to... if he invented your car, I mean, how many dumb shits oh, do you drive? Like... Oh, I'm sorry. Do you you <laughs> drive a mini? Do you uh, do you think the CEO of Daimler Chrysler BMW is particularly cool? I mean, I think. In fact, I do. First of all, two categories. A. <laughs> I don't, I, you watch, I watch shit on Amazon. I, do I think Bezos is like the dopest fella in town? Nah. But second of all, um, I, I bought the car. Every Tesla owner, every cucked out libtard Tesla owner like me is having the same dilemma right now, which is like, I love this car. Why is he making it so embarrassing? He's embarrassing. <laughs> That's, I think, the primary thing. Kanye's embarrassing. Elon's embar- They're all embarrassing dorks. And they are. They're just fucking dorks. Like absolute dorks. Does Kanye make good? Did Kanye make good music? Of course he did. But he's an embarrassing fucking dork. Dork. Mm. And he dresses like he's going skiing. <laughs> Kanye needs to fucking just, just. Why? I mean, this is what I don't understand. Why give it oxygen? Just let it float away. It does nothing floats anymore. Well, you have to let it float in your head. You know what? Do, you know don't why? Be part you, of it. You know the problem with oxygen. Mm. Um, it's supplanted by farts. And right now we're living in a world of Trump, Kanye, Elon farts. We're fucked. Hey, you know what? You can make that choice and not have that be a reality. Okay. Let me know when the, how that works out for you. Here's what you do. Yeah. Put on some music. Yeah. Put away your phone. Yeah. Grab a book. Yeah. Light a candle. I started a book recently. Eat some food. Yeah. Start a fire. Start, you, got a a lot of, you got a lot of steps. <laughs> just like... Just like flick the bean. <laughs> if, if you want. I do. I want to flick it. Just like, but you gotta put the phone away. That's the thing. No, I feel you. I'm I'm with you. I started a book the other day for that very reason. That's I was nice, like, right? I was like, I haven't read a book in fucking three years, but I've read a lot of memes. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening to me? So I started this book. It was really nice. It's about old Jews in uh Venice, this old Jewish community in Venice that they don't even exist anymore. Mm. It's this book that was written in the seventies. Let me see if I can re- see that freaking name of it i gotta shout it out i think it said uh it's really a sweet book it's about all these old shtetl jews that moved to venice and they had this little jewish community center in venice in the 70s long gone um and uh, in venice beach and it was and it was it's just really this like sweet calm beautiful little book um let me see if i can yes reading just the act of reading does something different than just doing an audio book while oh, you do the 100%, dishes. Cause you know, it's, not it's just like, because you're laying, you're lounging, you're like, it's like meditative almost. And no, it's, um, it's not. Just and the, not to mention all the benefits of like, you start to like learn about another world and get, you can get so transported. I'm, I'm not saying you can't. From number our days is what it's called by Barbara Mayerhoff. Really sweet book. I, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to keep reading it. There's another book I've been reading that I think is tr- absolute trash. What? It's called um, the, the world, <laughs> the world, the world deserves my children or something by this comedian. 
All right, Moshe. Well, listen, this has been really fun, but uh, why don't we take a call? Let's take a call because that's another way to get away from the news cycle is to just connect with people. But we don't have any people on the line right now because we decided to do a very special episode tonight. Right. Well, people have been writing in and they've been accumulating, so we thought we would answer some questions. Right. So these are written in These are people who are afraid. They don't have the desire because to come on the pod, which I get. I would never do that. I don't know why anybody <laughs> does it, but we appreciate the fuck out of it. These are people that have written in. They, they do want our advice, yeah, but they don't want to be on the pod. And so we're going to just answer some of those questions. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh? Let me ask you a question. Yeah? You a fan of bread? Mm, kind of my favorite thing. You like cookies? Uh, not as much as bread, but yes, I do love them. Do you like them stale from like a 7-Eleven or fresh <laughs> baked out of your oven? Probably out, out the oven. I'm going to recommend Wild Grain. Wild Grain is a service that is the first bake from frozen box for artisanal bread. And they've got amazing rolls, pastries, and even handmade pastas. The pastas were amazing. The bread was phenomenal. I, I was just like so impressed with every one of their things. And it's the one thing I wish I would have had during the pandemic. Wild Grain uses only clean ingredients like unbleached and non-GMO flour. And it utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's healthier for you and tastes better than anything you can get this in This holiday season, store. Wild Grain is featuring delicious new limited time sweet treats such as pumpkin cinnamon rolls, orange cranberry biscuits, and chocolate avalanche croissants. We had their chocolate croissants. They were really good. Best part is they come straight to your door, and you just bake them, and they're ready in 10 minutes. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash honeymoon. Choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash honeymoon. That's wildgrain.com slash honeymoon, or you can use the promo code honeymoon at checkout we know you're hungry already so for a limited time once again you get 30 bucks off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash honeymoon to start your subscription it comes to your door it's so easy okay i'm gonna read the first one hi hi natasha moshe and laura our producer got a shout out whoa i am a huge laura one sec laura Next time we get a uh, letter like this and they include your, uh, by the way, I think it's awesome that they did include your name. Go ahead and take it out for when you print it out because that's not something we need to see. Okay. Go okay. Ahead, I am a huge anonymous fan of the pod. My best friend and I saw Moshe at the Bell House last weekend. He was so great. It was a good show. Was I'll ex- be honest. It was exactly the healing I needed after being dumped earlier that day. Oh, no. So here's what's going on. I recently ended a four-year break from dating and a two-year break from sex. That's a lot. With a hot and heavy month of kinky sex with someone. I developed feelings for him. And when I asked about agreeing to not see other people, he freaked out and told me he didn't like me anymore and didn't want to commit. Cool. I'm having a hard time. I'm just saying like, he does. he just does not seem ready for anything, this person. That's like such a cruel response. Uh, yeah yeah that's true but i don't like you anymore and i don't want to commit to you anyway i'm having a hard time getting over this because i feel totally betrayed bdsm is dependent and on open and honest communication and care all right hold on (laughs) i mean it's like you can't slip bdsm in there without any warning i mean i guess she said kinky that's sadism 
and masochistic bondage discipline sadism and masochism so it could be any of the of the above so what that you're was into, what their month of kinky sex yeah and what you what you're into is bondage and discipline <laughs> and you're not so much into sadism and masochism so she says i feel totally betrayed or you're he uh, she I, BDSM is dependent on open and honest communication and care. So I felt really cared for by this person and thought we were on the same page. I felt, you know, when he strapped that rubber <laughs> ball into my mouth and called me a filthy pig whore, I just felt so just cared for in that moment. Held. <laughs> I mean, I was being held down by four point restraints, but I just felt held by him. So I felt really cared for by this person and thought we were on the same page. But when it came time to take the next step, he shocked me by ending things. He shocked me <laughs> and then ended things. I have known for some time that I really like BDSM and want to have that in my life. So as I go out and try to date, how can I get these two things that I want, both a committed relationship and kink? I feel completely taken advantage of and scared to get intensely involved with someone again. I'm thinking I might need to find a kink-focused friend group who can support me with this, but I wouldn't know where to start with that. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for all of your amazing work, Natasha. Cat in Brooklyn. It's, it doesn't say <laughs> Natasha. It says, thanks for the podcast. You all do amazing work. And again, by all, it feels like she's implying Laura, and that's like straight up not cool. Now, Laura and I have a professional bdsm relationship which is that i uh she's into uh, masochism and i'm into sadism so i humiliate her on the podcast but it's totally platonic i have all the i know what's up here okay good because i don't really know how to give advice on this oh this one's simple first of all uh cat in brooklyn i mean i assume what to do but i don't know what do you think I would say that she should get on a dating site that is focused on that. Sure. That's all fine. Because here's, that's something you can't just spring on the average person, I don't think. Here's the issue that That's Kat, what you really need. Here's the issue that Kat's got. Kat's fallen victim to the classic illusion of people in subcultures, of alternative subcultures, where they think that just because the person is into their weird subculture, that those kinds of people are not subject to the same fuckboy, like, disrespectful uh, mm. tendencies that you could find anywhere, in any club, in any, any basic-ass dude or girl that you think because they're not into an alternative lifestyle, they're backwards and you're progressive. But it's total bullshit. I see it everywhere in the rave scene, in the Burning Man community, and in, in, in AA, in everything that I've done. People can be into what you're into, and it does not mean that they're enlightened. It means that they're into what you're into. They, mm -hmm. They're just dicks. So nothing has happened here. The, the BDSM thing is a, is, a, is a red herring, red from the uh, uh, spank marks on your ass, herring. It's you think that there's something that he's betrayed you doubly because he's into BDSM or you think that BDSM cannot include um, a, a, a safe and caring guy. It's just not true. You've met you met and dated a jerk and you're going to find jerks in the BDSM community. You'll find them in the rodeo community. They are, they are everywhere. And the good news is you'll also find really nice people in that same community. So I don't think that you need to do any special work you can if it makes you feel better but i don't think this person needs to do any special work to find a decent guy in the bdsm community or care for herself it's like has you, a girl ever said that to you i, I want us to be i want us to be monogamous. absolutely and what do you say 
I would I wouldn't do the part where I say I don't like you anymore, but I would often say when I was in my in my you know fuckboy era, uh, my fuckboy decades, I would say um, I I'm not open to that. I, I like things casual and open. I'm down to keep seeing you if you want to do that, but I'm also totally understand if that if you don't want to do that. <laughs> that seems like a psychopath. It does. Kind of. So what is a non-psychopath say? After you're like really with someone be, and really getting okay, into them, don't I'll you want to be, with, be with, with them? They're not into it. He's not into her. They just had like, I thought they were. They fucked. He spanked her. <laughs> he whipped her with a cat of nine tails. She, th- <laughs> she fell for him. She caught feelings at the 15th lash of the whip. And he didn't. He was just getting his fuck on. Okay. Well, I mean, no one is owed. No one is owed someone falling for you. Everyone is owed respect, but nobody, you don't deserve to have somebody fall for you just because you fell for them. But if somebody, if this really went down like this, where he said, I don't like you anymore, well, that's a jerk. That's just a jerk. That's not, that's nothing to do with commitment. Right. You can communicate in a little bit different language. You can communicate with respect at all times, even when you've got a horsehair butt plug in someone's rectum. And you're calling them a dirty skank in a respectful and, and loving way. All right. Well, let's, let's read another one. Okay. Hi. First of all, big fan. I wish I could call in with this issue, but I need to remain anonymous. I'm looking for some advice. My good friend, cishet, female, ugh, sorry, I had a hard time even reading that, is getting married soon to her partner, cishet, male, worse, as if it, I, I, could, I, I could imagine it getting worse of several years. So her good friend, this person's good friend, who's a cishet female, is marrying a man who's cishet. Recently, we were all hanging out and he fell asleep on the couch with his phone still playing something with the screen lit up. Ooh. She and I wanted to turn the screen off and his battery didn't die, so he didn't know how. We're iPhone users and he has an Android. Ugh, I'm sorry. Ugh. I can't even believe this. A cishet male with an Android fucking kill him. (laughs) So we legit did not understand it. I started hitting some of the buttons, trying to turn the screen off, and ended up in a view that showed me all of his open apps. Oh, God. This is like so sleuthing. I only looked... I just kept just... Touch every time I touched the phone. I had a new library of... uh... It's an Android thing. I wasn't snooping, I swear. What is an Android? I only looked for a few seconds, but I know that I saw two different dating apps. I'm torn with what to do now. It was Wait, I'm a- sorry. This is her boyfriend or her sister's boyfriend? This is boyfriend? her friend's yeah. fiancé. Ooh, dating apps with a fiancé? I'm torn with what to do now. It was a complete accident that I saw anything, but now that I saw this, I can't easily forget it. Damn. My hunch is that if he's on dating apps, it is out of boredom or a need for validation and that he wouldn't actually cheat on her. I am hesitant to tell her and potentially blow up their whole relationship over what could truly just be him being a dumb dude without real nefarious intentions. He and I are pretty good friends as well, so I'm thinking of talking him to put him on warning that I know about this and that he needs to stop whatever it is since they're getting married. I would appreciate your perspective. This is really hard, but all right. So if you're on these dating apps, Laura, are they always on your front page kind of? No. So she, she says had, no. But she says she doesn't have an Android, so she wouldn't know. It's a whole different culture. What? <laughs> like you can 
Cheat on your spouse in the Android culture? In Android culture, monogamy is very flexible. Well, what if it's old? What if he never deleted it from like two years ago? That's a good point. Because I know on my iPhone, I mean, people laugh at my phone because it has like so many things that I've just never used. I've got like six swipes of apps. So maybe it's just an old one. It's totally possible. But I don't think it's her place to say anything to anyone. You think she keeps it to herself? But she doesn't have any proof. All she saw is she picked up his phone and saw that it said hinge. I don't know, Natasha. I think she tells the girl who's her friend. I mean, that's really what it comes but down it, to. But then it's going to make them all uh, suspicious. It's, it sounds like she kind of already thinks he might cheat on her. No. Because just because he has that on this, the his front page of his phone, his screen. The opposite. She said she suspects that he is doing it just as a distraction. Although why she gives him the benefit of the doubt there? Why? Because he's a good guy? Right. I think... Like, do people jerk off to dating apps? Here's... I Okay, well... Like to the pictures of the girls on dating apps? I don't know. I Once I was with you... Oh, you could, like, message them and do jerk-off sex, probably. Ah, uh, wait a second. Natasha, what did you just say? <laughs> You gave me an idea, but then I missed what you just... Jerk off sets? You could message them and then have jerk off sex. Or, you know, like when you're like... Oh. Messaging each other and like masturbating. Don't you do that on dating apps if you want? I guess. You used to do that on Facebook. What? You told me that you would like do like, you know... I wouldn't hit up randos. Oh, okay. Well, some girl you met that night. Anyway, you're blowing past the point. You accidentally stumbled onto the answer. Okay. This person needs to get on those dating apps. And try to find Catfish him? the guy. This is obvious. No. Yes. Absolutely. This is the answer. You're stuck as to what to do. You have this bizarrely naive idea that there's no way he could be using dating uh, dating apps for what they're designed for. I don't know why you, you think that. All you do, you set up a, a profile that you know you know the guy really well, so make sure it's his type, and you fucking match with the guy. And you start messaging him, and then you ask mm. him if he wants to meet up. And so if he wants she, to meet up, then you tell your friend, I think he's cheating on you. Then she's got to be like, well, I catfished No, him. she doesn't. That's your little secret. She says, "I've been. this has been burning me up, but I saw the dating... The dating apps. And I think he's cheating on you. That's your answer. What are the chances that he's cheating on her? Um, 50-50. Mm. Right? I mean, it is possible. There's three possibilities. They're old. He's using them as a distraction. Or he's trying to hook up with girls. Mm-hmm. I think my catfishing idea is freaking brilliant. Well... If you're not going to do that, I think you find out who you're better friends with and you tell the person. If you're better friends with the guy, you tell him, hey, you need to come clean about this. If you're better friends with the girl, you say, hey, the other day when we were trying to figure out um, Android Samsung technology, I saw the app. I don't think I could marry someone with an Android. No, I could. I would rather marry on a woman, marry a woman who's cheating on me than a woman with an Android. Okay. If I if I opened your iPhone and found that you were cheating on me, it would hurt less than if I uh, realized you had an Android. Straight up. 
All right, let's do another one. Hey, Moshe, Natasha, you mentioned on a recent episode that your child will sometimes end up in bed with you at night, which brought something up for me that I would love to hear your take on. When I was growing up, I would sometimes have night terrors, which gave me years of sleeping difficulties, inability to successfully attend sleepovers, and would often find me going to my parents' bed when I was too afraid to sleep. Admittedly, this lasted longer than I wish I had, until I was about 10. Later in my life, sometime in high school, I was out to dinner with my parents and older sister and they casually dropped into the conversation that they would sometimes have sex while I was asleep in bed with them. (laughs) They were extremely nonchalant about it. Like they were reminiscing about something funny that had happened back in the day. (laughs) Well, I was left completely disturbed and have been trying to process what it has done to my sexual subconscious for the past 20 years. There's a lot to unpack here, and even as I write this, I am left thinking, damn, that was fucked up. But I'm curious to know what you think. Is that something you would ever do? Or is that something that you think is normal or acceptable? I feel like it's not, but maybe I just need to get over it. Please help. Thanks so much. Love the show. First of all, I just want to say on record on the podcast that that is something we would do. And thank you for asking. No, it's not. Uh, I want to say on our podcast, on video that we would i mean who on earth would ever admit to being like yeah i would do that well i think that um what's really troubling in this is the nonchalance of your parents saying in front of you it's funny i think <laughs> that's like i think that's the saving grace they, they don't think it's bad it is i would never do that it is bad that is poor judgment and very stupid you shouldn't do that. I think we can all, except for Laura, agree on that, right? But at least they are dumb enough to not realize that it's something they should be embarrassed about. That at least gives them some degree of plausible deniability because they think that it's funny. They have bad judgment rather than knowing they did something disgusting and did it anyway. So what's this girl supposed to do? Fuck her dad. That's what I would I would suggest. Well, listen, I'm sorry that this happened to you. And it's a funny story. And I'm sure your subconscious is fine, right? I mean, have you thought about the fact that maybe you had the night terrors because you <laughs> wanted to get in bed and hear your parents screwing each no, other? No, she had the night terrors because her parents were having sex right next to her. Yeah, this is... Cr- you're right that this it's, is fucked up. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not, not a good cool. idea. Bad judgment. Very bad judgment. But you, you're, you're. And they shouldn't have told you. That's also bad judgment. You're right. This is all bad except for one thing, which is the innocence with which your parents relayed the information. This is not a good thing. But it didn't fuck you up that bad. You don't know that. Well, just based on the way she's talking about it. You know, like it seems like she's got some self-awareness about it and that it's not she's not all. I mean, I feel like she would have said to this day, I'm unable to form a romantic partnership with somebody. because. So at least you got out of this unscathed and at least your parents didn't know that what they were doing was wrong. Now, should you tell them? That's a whole other conversation. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Now that you're a mom, would you say you like to get so stoned you don't even know where you are? On a good day. Well, not everybody wants that kind of experience. And you probably don't either. That's why we want to recommend to you Dadgrass. It's like weed, 
but without the overarching high. It's like a mellow buzz. You may have heard about dad grass, CBD joints, flower, and tinctures. Tinctures. It's 100% organic hemp to chill you out without getting you too stoned. And now you can pop in to chill with their brand new and not to mention delicious CBD gummies. This makes a great stocking stuffer. Give the gift of dad grass this holiday season. Now available for everyone in your family. Dad, mom, dogs. For tokers, droppers, and poppers alike. I thought you were going to say and Pablo. Oh, that would be good. He could use some CBD. So... Get some dad grass. We've got an awesome deal to offer you. Every, by the way, everything's federally legal for ages 18 and up, and it ships right to your door. And right now, dad grass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. Come on, this stuff is cool. I, I really actually like it, and sometimes you just need to chill the fuck out. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Okay, so, uh, hi guys, love you, love the pod, I'll try to get right to the point. I'm a married gay guy in my mid-50s. My husband takes a medication that is very effective for him, but a side effect is that it's essentially killed his sex drive. We still do it about once a month or so, but it's not great. I have to do all the work, and it's just not what it once was. So, at a certain point, he told me that if I need more sex than he has to offer, he's fine with me getting it elsewhere. He just doesn't want to know about it. Great, right? Well, we've been married for nine years, together for 15, so I've never used any dating or hookup apps. I'm old school and I'd really rather meet someone in person and not have to meet them on an app and just pray that they're not crazy or riddled with monkeypox or whatever else. I also go to a happy hour a couple of times a week by myself. Husband's a former drinker, so I go alone. And I've made a friend I'll call Guapo. He's also married. (laughs) Could you not? Could you not call him Guapo? I have one request. Don't call him Guapo. He's also married, but they don't have sex with each other at all, only with other guys. And we've flirted and even even kissed me once. There's definitely an attraction between us. So my dilemma is, should I get with him? He meets all my qualifications. Attractive, not looking for a relationship, authorized to hook up. It all adds up. But I'm not sure if I can hook up with him. In past relationships, I've been cheated on and I've also cheated. So I know it feels shitty from either side. In this case, it's not actually it's not not actually cheating because we both have permission. But if I do it, I'll have to live with it and I'll have to figure out where we could even have sex. I won't do it in the bed I share with my husband. I just can't. Anyway, should I try to make a hookup with Guapo happen or just resign myself to things as they are? I really don't want to introduce deception into my relationship. Well, it's not deception, right? Because they gave you permission. But that would totally be required if I start hooking up with Guapo. Hooking up with Guapo, (laughs) by the way, is my favorite of the spaghetti westerns. But I want to get some action and I really feel like we'd have fun together. I also worry that one or both of us would catch feelings from the sex and that would be a whole other can of worms. That's kind of what this is about. So what do you say, straight people? Should I try to make it happen with Guapo one last time (laughs) or not? You know, I think I'm of two minds here. One is that Ken, fake name, is um, right that when you're not having sex with your partner and you do have sex with somebody that you're hot for, the possibility of there being unintended emotional consequences is real, right? Mm -hmm. But 
I also think that you have permission, he has permission, and you deserve to have a good sex life. And your husband, God bless him, um, let's call him... Um, uh, Delgado? How do, you, how do you say ugly in, in uh, Spanish? Feo. Feo. <laughs> let's call him Feo. Is cognizant of that he recognizes that you're not getting the sex that uh that you deserve so i say it sounds like he's the he's the person in the relationship who like i feel like with us i would probably if i was having sex with someone else i'd probably have feelings for them but i feel like you could probably it just depends on the type of person you are. Some people can have sex with people and not have have it want to go to emotional place. I guarantee I could. But then I that doesn't bar me from other kind of consequences. I don't know what they are. I don't think I'd fall for the person. I don't even that just doesn't even seem possible. Um but I but I do think that there could be some weird stuff about like hooking up with other people. I have this person's solution. Okay. I think if you if it you know that saying if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no mm. this is feeling like a hell no to Ken not because it's bad he's pretending it's bad but it's not it's because you have your spidey senses are tingling and they're telling you this person if I hook up with this person it will be weird it will create mm-hmm. emotional consequences I have a feeling that he's got energy with Guapo. Oh, Guapo. Yeah, and you guys also, you don't want to get into some weird thing where you're always like bitching about your spouses. And you are afraid it's going to go from being a I'm getting my sexual release into I'm having an affair. You guys might be good friends. Mm, That's hard though. Here's what old Ken needs to do. Mm. You need uh, a a sex worker boy. You need once a month, Mm. twice a month, once a week, Pay somebody, mm-hmm. somebody that's out of, no offense to you, somebody that's out of your league. So there's no, there's that's no expensive though. Pay someone once a week. What if you don't want to pay someone? If you can't afford sex worker, then you jerk off alone. That's what I think. I think you save up until you can afford it. Right. How much is it? I don't know. How much is it to go to a gay much- prostitute? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it it depends. Uh, earlier in the week and during the day, there's actually often a, a discount. But on the weekends, they can be pretty busy, and it can be kind of difficult. Now, if you wait till your wife goes to sleep at, at that hour, things get a little weirder because a lot of the guys are on meth. So that I don't do at all. But no, I think I think at least for now, as you dabble your dick into the pool of non-monogamy, I think someone a a young hot sex worker who is out of your league and i say that Mm -hmm. not to be offensive but to say you need somebody for whom you can't even entertain the fantasy that you guys are gonna like run off together or you're gonna fall for him or he's gonna fall for you someone for whom you know this is purely carnal release yes your your uh emotions are for not guapo that's right his emotional life your emotions are for the um, flaccid man at home. <laughs> flaccid Feo. No, but, you know, he spoke of him very lovingly, that he's getting off of his meds. 
and or you know he's or the meds are really helping him and it's like it sounds like your life is good in every other way and he's your lover and you guys love each other just the sex isn't that hot so yeah I think getting involved in something where there's energy that would feel like more of a betrayal than what you're talking about that's the re I realized it after thinking about it that's the reason this person is conflicted it's not because he doesn't have permission it's because he knows in his heart and in his loins that guapo um, will make his corazón thump. And what you need is somebody that gets your dick hard, not for somebody that makes your heart throb. All right, good luck to you. All right, hi, Moshe and Natasha. Love the show. Moshe, I'm a fellow DJ and burner from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Listen, my brother, my brother, thank you for connecting with me on that level. I really appreciate that. I have a simple question which will settle a debate with a friend. Is it ever okay to approach a girl introducing yourself as a total stranger in the gym? No. My take is that it's pretty much a no-go at any stage in the gym process, but my friend thinks otherwise. Love from the UK. His friend is probably so hot that he just has success from going to interrupting, going, interrupting women during their workouts. I disagree. I think it is okay. I don't think you should bother someone while they're working out, but if you have the opportunity to chat to somebody between workout sessions or whatever and flirt with them and 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 it feels respectful and mutual then yeah why why would the gym be off limits okay then how about the gas pump sure why not hi how are you you're beautiful i'm sorry no never you just can't flirt with people other than on apps i mean when i'm like first of all i've got like a toddler in the back seat. It's not like I'm flirting with people at the pump. It's not you, honey. I know, but it's like if some guy came up to me and I had my toddler with me, he's like, hey, you're beautiful. Want to get with me? I'd be like, sir, can you please get away from me? <laughs> okay, that's fair. I'm just, when can you flirt with someone? What is a good place to flirt with someone? Well, I don't know. I mean... Uh, a bar? Maybe, yeah. A restaurant? I just think a gym is kind of like... Sacred space? Do you come up to people... At the grocery store? Sure. Well, I mean, why not? I Listen, full disclosure, I was never a big chat up a stranger person, no matter what. At a bar, uh, at a rave I did. At a club and rave, there was kind of a culture thing where you could say hi. But it's weird and scary to approach a person who's a stranger anyway. And the problem is that a lot of guys who do it are the last guys you want flirting with you because they're the guys that aren't... Aggressive. Yeah, they're just weird and they don't care. They're there to make you uncomfortable. They're not even really there to hook up with you. They're, they're just there to like assert dominance. But if you were a respectful guy and you saw somebody beautiful and you were like, said hi, and she seemed to smile and say hi back, I, is it bad to, to talk to the person? I feel like I remember someone trying to come on to me at a car wash while I was waiting for my car to get washed. Really? And I really didn't like it. Did you... Have you ever... I felt trapped. Have you ever been flirted with in public and liked it? Mm, in public? Like just like a L random like place. Up. Yeah. And liked it? Oh, well, when I used to work at a bar, sometimes like cute people would come in. I think that it's not about the location. I mean, there are certain locations where it's probably not appropriate. Waiting room at a therapist's office, for example. <laughs> Uh, but I think is a gym. Your, your daughter's pre when you're picking up your daughter at preschool in the that seems line. Okay to me. In the line, flirt with flirt with another parent. Flirt with a mom. Why? Why not? Because she probably has a husband who's not there. What if she doesn't? You know that. Okay. You know that's a single mom. 
and you're that's a single different, dad. I guess. And you're a single dad, and you're like, hey, actually, that's maybe the easiest place to pick up a woman of all time. <laughs> you just go, hey, would you like to get the kids together for a play date sometime? Yeah. So that's simple. That's that that part's easy. I think a gym is okay. Why is a gym off limits? I get that a woman or a person, but a woman specifically, feels vulnerable while like literally engaged in exercise. But well, it's like a lot of people like they schedule their time. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be on the, you know, this machine for 20 minutes then I'm going to do weights. Then I'm going to get in the shower and I'll be able to have time to like do a sauna. If I, what about in and the then shower it's like or some the sauna? guys like, oh, what about, where in the sh- are you what, from? About, what about in the shower or at the sauna? And then she's like, got a, she can't hear him. She'll be like, have to take out her headphones and be like, what? Hold on. Like turn down the, um, did I ever tell you a funny story that my brother once, uh, engaged in at a, at a gym? What? He was on a treadmill. And um, next to a, I think she was pretty. I don't even remember if he said she was pretty, but it, it adds to the story to make her pretty. So she was pretty. And he was running on the treadmill, and he like you know how sometimes you are on a treadmill and you touch the static part and you fall, you can fall. Mm-hmm. So he fell towards her, and like almost hit her. And he tried to say, "Are you okay?" Mm-hmm. But what he said was, "You're okay." And then he just had to turn the treadmill back on and keep running next to her yeah well that's just one sentence i could handle that anyway so you say no never i don't know all right let's move on i mean i would try not to and i think if your friend doesn't let him but what if if you're struck with someone you go oh my god every day okay okay here's one here's an answer every tuesday i go to the gym and i see this beautiful woman i always want to say hi to her i got it yeah after you see them three times at the gym, then you can talk to them. I like it. Because then it's like you're not just like every hot chick. You're like, oh, I think there's something between us. You know, just just give it three times. You. And then it's like Don't organic. Don't go to the gym to pick up women. No. But if there's a woman that catches your eye. After three times, the third time you can say something. So just keep coming back. First time you smile, smile back. Second time you smile, smile back. Third time, smile. You say, what's your name? I always see you here. And you know what time she might be at the gym? Same time you just saw her the day before. And guess what else? If you don't see her, you went to the gym. Now, I would like to know what kind, kind of a of, win-win. What kind of music you play. Go ahead and send me a, a, a mix. We could swap mixes, brother. Okay, Moshe, we're going to do one more, all right? Let's do them. Okay. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. I found myself in a weird situation. Because of my work, all of my coworkers live together. We spend almost all of our time together because we are coworkers, roommates, and also friends. There is a temporary worker helping us out. Me and him have gone on some dates and have hooked up when we go when we would go out and he would be flirting heavily with other women, sometimes even going on dates with them. When I brought this up, he told me he really likes me and enjoys our time together, but is not emotionally available for a relationship because his last one was traumatic. That's what I'm talking about. Ladies. Perfect. That's perfect. What? Yeah. You like that he said that? Remember the other guy? My last relationship was traumatic. Okay, keep going. Is this an excuse and am I being blatantly used for sex? He is leaving in one month, so I am just having some fun, but I do really like him. What do you think? I think that, you know, he's not available to her in that way. And it's just always never going to feel good. And I would move on. This whole idea of being used for sex with somebody that is leaving in a month to me, is just she like... She likes him, though. That's fine. She can like him, and she can say, I 
can't handle the emotional damage of hooking up with this person, even for just a month, because it doesn't work for me. Listen. The onus of emotional, like, I'm being used for sex. You're using each other for sex, and now you've developed feelings for the guy. And here's the problem with this guy. He's never going to be, you're never going to be happy with him. If I went out even casually with a guy and he was heavily flirting with other people while we were on a date after we had sex, that's tacky. You know what? And I'm not into it. And I think that that really tells you what he thinks of you and the level with which he respects you like physically and sexually and emotionally. Like that's just like. I'm so with you now. I didn't even really fully think about all of the details of the story till you said that. You're right. This guy's also a jerk. It's not the part that he says he's emotionally unavailable. That's not the problem. And it's not the problem that he hooks up with other women. The problem is that he does it in front of her so that she can see. That's just disrespectful. And forget whether or not you're being used for sex. You're hooking up with the guy that's not respectful. So time to move on. This 100% is a situation where someone is being a jerk. But I don't understand this thing where she says, I really do like him. I always get confused about this. What do you mean you really like him? He's a guy that you hook up with who disrespects you in public and isn't available for anything and tells you he doesn't want to be with you. What is like? What if he's really funny? Yeah. What if he smells good? I'm sure he's, what if he's super hot? hot. What if he dresses really good? What if you guys have a lot in common? I'm sure What if su- uh, you make him laugh? I don't know. I mean, There's like a million things, reasons. All those things could be true. If you treat me like shit, I'm not, I'm not going to like you. So forget whether he's using you for sex and forget whether or not you can have him because you can't. It's more important to me to be like, why do you like this? Why do you like a person that doesn't treat you right? Yeah. That's not like. That's like you want something that doesn't exist. And not that there's anything wrong with having a casual relationship. There's not. But it seems like the way he's doing it is just like not that. Cut him off. It's so obvious. You got to cut the boy off and say, you know, I've been thinking about it. And, uh. I'm just not down to hook up with you anymore. But you know what? I hope I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. You don't really like him. You like an I you like a guy that doesn't exist. That's what I read when I say mm. I really like him. You like a guy that doesn't exist, which is this guy, this hot, this funny, this charming, but also likes you back and is doesn't disrespect you in public. Well, that guy doesn't exist. The guy that exists is the guy in front of you. And that's the guy that you gotta stop fucking. All right. Well, I think we gave a lot of good I think we gave a lot of good advice. I do agree with you. So that was a banger. Uh, it's been really nice knowing you. Nice knowing you. Everybody come see us. Uh, I'll be December 9th through the 11th. Yeah. Is this before then? I will be in La Jolla December 9th through the 11th. I want to see everybody showing up at the La Jolla Comedy Store. And then, of course, Natasha and I will be at the Grand Lake Theater, on New Year's Eve, go to tinyurl.com slash Oakland 2023 and uh, tell your deaf friends because we just got a sign language interpreting uh, request so it'll be interpreted too. Natasha. Natasha. I love you. I love you too. 